Welcome back to episode 38 of the Blockrunner podcast. Here's where we discuss the latest developments in cryptocurrency while we make this new technology relatable to you. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussion. As always, I'm your host, William, talking with your co-host, Iman, and here are the topics we discuss today. First up, the central land will get big because you can make crypto from it, if they do it right. Then we discuss comments on Bitcoin from 2009. Then we try to figure out what's up with that hex coin. And finally, we take a look at the stock to flow chart against Bitcoin's price. All right, let's listen in. What's up? Thank you I wish for I had being something here. cooler to say than like, what's up every time you introduce me. Well, think of something. Come up with like a new intro, like like a, a new greeting to like every day. I let me challenge you. Dude, fuck all a, that. A man. new language, <laughs> a new language, like aloha. Aloha. Time. Oh, hey, you know what? That might not be a bad idea. There's, we might have like a diverse audience. Yeah, yeah. Why not? You know, just show them a little bit of love. Absolutely. Let's do that. Well, on today's podcast, we got several things to discuss. Um, Oscar, our developer, and uh, also uh, brother of mine. He was here, and we were talking about Decentraland a little bit. Yeah, I guess now's a better time than ever to give, like, a Decentraland <coughs> update. What's it been, like, a, a month or so since we talked about it? At least a month. I mean, I think we gave it a little sprinkle here and there. Uh, but yeah, we're still in Decentraland. It's a, a big investment of ours um, well, why, in a lot of ways. Why, Willis? Like, what turns you on about this project? Well, uh, it's obviously still in speculation phase right now like everything in crypto pretty much well, pretty much everything in crypto yeah. is speculation uh probably i mean even bitcoin is a speculation but it's a I lot a lot less of a speculation than there's actual people i mean it's performing its main function you know yeah it is absolutely yeah, and about i mean this there's not much to bitcoin dude it's pretty fucking simple when you think about it yeah yeah. Something like Decentraland is like actually super fucking complex. Essentially, it's like a virtual reality decentralized world. Yeah. This is how I'd like summarize it in a few words. Yeah. And developers can contribute to that world and build whatever they want. And the one thing that I kept saying since day one of Decentraland, well, roughly first week of Decentraland is Decentraland has to make developers yeah. a, a an easy way for them to, to build things that will bring recurring customers mm -hmm. just like a like minecraft that you mentioned earlier you you mentioned minecraft and you said people play minecraft because of the of the gameplay yeah they come back because of the gameplay in decentraland <laughs> because of the restrictions in decentraland like you only have so many parcels and and those parcels cost cost thousands money, of dollars a lot of money in you know hundreds cases. of thousands of dollars and not everybody has a parcel, and the, most of the players that play in Decentraland don't own any parcels. Yeah. There's a lot of restrictions for developers, which is not a bad thing. Yeah. Man, let me say that. Like, like if you give a problem to an engineer, you say, and you tell that engineer, hey, build me something. Mm -hmm. They will build you nothing because there's no rules, there's no restrictions, there's nothing. So they will never build you anything. But if you tell that same engineer, hey, build me something that's 10 by 10, um, and you, it has to be, you know, generate energy and, and you, you give all these restrictions, you, the engineer will build you something. So that's, what's good about Decentraland is that there's a lot of restrictions. You only have so many parcels and then within those parcels, there's only so many, you know, polygons that you can have and so many objects that you can have. And 
So then you start to build, you know, a world within these limitations. Yeah. And what I kept saying about Decentraland is that that world has to allow developers to create things, creations that have recurring players, right? People that play and come back to play again. And that's why we came up with the Block Runner game in Decentraland, where you centrally hop over these bars. Um, I mean, this is oncoming fucking shapes, I guess. Yeah, on, I oncoming shapes. Yeah, blocks or squares. A Block Runner, right? You, you hop yeah. these blocks. And uh, in the hopes that you climb the ranks in order to win mana. And uh, we feel like once this game launches, that people will come and play that game. Um, recurrently, right? They'll come back every week or so to play and, you know, be top of the of the month to, to earn that mana. But not necessarily. Oh, yeah, for the mana. For the mana, yeah. Yeah, we were talking and, about... And so, so the, the, the difference between the Block Runner game and, and Minecraft is that Minecraft come back for the gameplay, but the Block Runner come back for the mana, right? Mm -hmm. And... Um, I mean, and, like, yeah, how exciting is, like, jumping... You know, yeah, it's it's not exciting. It's a simple at all. game. It's a simple. I mean, but it's it's more exciting than you know. Ah, shit, I don't want to make it seem like gambling, but it's more exciting than going. Oh, get, for sure. Getting like a scratch off at a gas station, like. Oh yeah, yeah, because know? this is sort of like a skill based game where you can earn mana. Yeah, and, and, and it's not gambling. And it's not gambling. But there are gambling esque. Yeah, for sure. Know, there's a gray area that we haven't even figured out yet. Like we know for certain, like a big portion of Decentraland, yeah, Decentraland is like casinos, virtual yeah. casinos, because we know like on all the blockchain platforms, like gambling is like yeah, that's eighty percent of the transactions right now for sure. Like, and that's one of the biggest headaches from a logistical standpoint and from a legal standpoint. Yeah, U.S. Uh, Americans can't play these online gambling games. Yeah, um, at all. Yeah, it's it's a it's a huge hassle, which is something that we didn't want to get into. That's why we developed a game that we developed. Yeah, where it's, it's not gambling because there's a skill element to it. You know, it's not yeah. a completely random outcome. Like the Correct. pot isn't distributed just to like a random a set of players out of the hat. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, but there is an element to that. But yeah, I guess the reason why that's important to talk about. <coughs> I mean, this is this common theme with like everything in crypto, man. Like a DAP has every DAP has to have like these similar struggles. Yeah, the struggle I think so. is like getting adoption. Like Decentraland, the concept itself is like see it's brilliant. I, that's what I think about Decentraland. I don't think it'll have trouble getting adoption just because it's a click of a link. Well, yeah, that's definitely in the game. So there's less friction there, right? Yeah, as opposed to what, like buying an Oculus headset. Yeah, a headset and getting a gaming rig and then playing yeah. in this virtual world, and then you have to give developers a chance to build something in that world. Which, I mean, it's, in most cases, like because. The per Facebook is is releasing something next year called Horizon, mm -hmm. which is essentially it's it's a virtual reality, massively multi online experience. And of course, everybody's hot take was it's going to kill Decentraland, which I completely disagreed. Yeah, and uh, it, it is this virtual world where your players require a thousands of dollars worth of hardware to play the game, and then not only that, developers have to have. Some sort of incentive to build something in in that virtual world that's going to generate them some revenue, which, again, that's questionable. Yeah, let's pull uh, up, let's pull up that uh, that, that trailer for that. I, I want to see it. It's been a while. I just want to. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know if you've seen it before. I don't think I've seen it. I yeah. mean, I know that it's out there, but dude, see, you already like dismissed it. Like as soon as I brought it up to you, you're like, dude, this shit's trash. Yeah, it's. <laughs> It has. But, a, I mean, it has all the elements of a non-starting like thing. I mean, what do you mean, man? It's it's a f first of all, like 
just think about it from like a numbers perspective. Dude, it's the Oculus, man. Well, it's only going to be successful because it's Facebook and yeah. Facebook owns Oculus. So, I mean, they don't have to go through like the big struggle like Decentraland has to go through. Right. They already have a player base established. Oh, here it is. Yeah. There's another world. And it's right here. On my face. Welcome there he goes. This is Horizon. Because it's on your face all of, all of a sudden it's just going to make millions of dollars. I hate that they and, don't have any legs, dude. I hate that so much. Yeah, it is pretty <laughs> annoying. Well, that's not what the game's going to look like, is it? No way. Well, yeah, I think it is. No, man, there's no way. Yeah. So, and on top of that, this isn't a thing that you click on an HTML link and all of a sudden you're in the Oculus. You're in yeah. this uh, Horizon game. Yeah. And no, people are not going to be eating their breakfast while playing Horizon. What do you mean? Why not, dude? Dude, it's not going to happen, man. And you can even build a world of your own, like laser tag moon landing. This is not gameplay, man. This is like just a trailer. This is a cinematic. Yeah, this is a proof of concept, a yeah. prototype. In Horizon, the world is your lobster. Isn't it oyster? Dude, it's like, you remember when they revealed uh, Google Stadia, right? It was badass. Yeah. It was allowing you to play 4K games over the internet, and it was going to, like, you, you had access to um, a database of gaming rigs. And uh, it launched just a few weeks ago. And how did it do? Do you I, know? I don't really know. I heard it, people were like, pure trash, dude. I've seen, like, tons of memes <laughs> shit talking it, so it's it got to be pretty bad. It was terrible. How do you, yeah. what do you mean? Like, it, so didn't, about it? it didn't, it, it was a bunch of lag. Um, the games that it launched with were really bad. So games that are extremely old, like Destiny 2, it's like over a year old now. Well, what's the issue with that? It's like, it's like, it's like Netflix, right? They have to purchase like the rights or something to these games. Is that how it works? Yeah. And all the games are minimum $60 when they're like over a year old and you can get them, you can get a physical copy for like less than 30 bucks. Wow. No, but I'm saying like, how does Stadia improve? Like, it's like Netflix, the, Netflix became a juggernaut because... Well, in order for Stadia to really differentiate themselves is that developers have to build custom games for that platform. Exactly. Just like how Netflix has like their own shows. Yeah, and exactly. Movies. And, and people, That's not what made them big, though. And they got huge. No, they, they got huge because they took advantage of and of yeah. streaming media. They were the first. Wow. Well, the but, first big one. Well, yeah, the f- successful one, yeah. I mean, that's how I found out about Breaking Bad. I don't know Netflix? What? Yeah. You've you, never you, seen Breaking Bad before Netflix? Never. Wow. Dude. You, you were watching it on A&E? Dude, who the fuck watches A&E? Like, well, how did you find out I, was, I was watching it through other streaming platforms, but... What? What? what like, were you I like a different one. Oh, like you were hacking the internet. No, basically. no. I, I mean, I was like <laughs> watching the shows online in, in a very valid and, and uh, custom ways. I don't know what you're <laughs> driving at, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're trying to like avoid the FBI like knocking down our door. But I don't think it's that big of a deal. Uh, but you're bootlegging it essentially. Uh, I mean, I was watching them online. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. All right, we're not incriminating ourselves here. <laughs> but how did you find out about it though? Uh, actually, it was your brother that told me Rick? about Breaking Bad. Yeah. Really? He was like, dude, you're not watching Breaking Bad. I was like, dude, what is that? Dude, what a dick. You never told me shit about it, man. I had to find out about myself. <laughs> what? Are you serious? I'm fucking dead serious. I was like in college and like Yeah, I mean I I was just I heard about this Netflix thing and then I heard I think I heard Whispers of Breaking Bad. It like won a ton of awards. Oh you yeah. Know, um Emmys. Yeah. yeah. So like let me check this shit out, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And then as soon as I watched that first episode, I was hooked. Yeah, absolutely. I literally didn't go to class for like a week. <laughs> I just ditched <laughs> college to watch, like binge watch, like three seasons or four seasons. Yeah. Of Breaking Bad. Well, how did you watch it? Netflix. Okay, well. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think that show was like the first like viral TV show, I think. It's I mean, possible. I mean, I, 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 the content of Breaking Bad is that good that I believe you. Yeah, so I, I just, think that drove a lot of people to Netflix. I feel like Netflix. Netflix was behind the curve in terms of like its release. So like Breaking Bad was already yeah. Like if it was three seasons in in, in Netflix, mm-hmm. we were already watching the fourth season. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. But I don't know. I don't know why we went on that tangent. But yeah, I don't know. Stadia, I don't know. So you know, Good anyway, Stadia, it uh, it didn't do that well. But of course, it's their first launch. And um, how does this relate to Decentraland? Shit. Just that dude. Okay. The uphill struggle we have. Oh, okay. So Facebook. Okay. So Facebook's, they're painting this like beautiful picture about this virtual world. And I I know as soon as it launches, it's going to be barely like the wheels are going to be coming off of this vehicle. It's just not going to look good. It's not going to, it's just not going to work. Well, there's there's no like and Facebook developer like there's yeah. no open source community right like there isn't Decentraland. No, there, aware it's of. not open source, but I'm sure there's like a so, um, an SDK, a software development kit that they can they can use. But again, if your player base requires a thousand dollars worth of hardware, your player base is going to be really small, and so it gives the ins- the less incentive yeah, for yeah. a developer C- to get in compared to Decentraland. Compared to Decentraland, where it's literally just an HTML link, even your phone will eventually be able to play into Decentraland. Yeah, and it's not even VR. That's that's one big differenti- differentiator. Yeah, and there's no. I like VR. It's just, dude, we got a, a ways to go before there's like an actual yeah. killer app. I guess. I mean, what you saw? Have you seen the trailer for Half Life? The VR version. The VR version. I mean, there's no, that's that's Half Life, right? It's yeah, only yeah. gonna be VR. It's only gonna be VR. Why do you think they did that? See. To me, Half Life has this—I don't know—this this presence that hey, we're building a Half Life game and it's going to be in VR. That to me is a system seller. I will be looking to buy you know all the hardware necessary to play that game. Does Valve have their own VR setup? Like they yeah, do, yeah, right? they have the Valve okay. Index, which okay. is like a thousand bucks. Holy like it's really, shit! It's really badass, you know. But that makes headset. sense. Now. I'm like, why the fuck? Because people have been like crying for this Half-Life game for ever since I've been gaming. You haven't played Half-Life, have no, you? Well, you Half-Life. don't understand. Yeah, but so to me, it's just a meme, but Half-Life, well, it can't be that good. No, it is good. It is very good. Nah, man. Half-Life has, <laughs> like, built in these innovations into into its games that has amassed, like, this this audience of, like, diehards. Like neckbeards? Like total neckbeards? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. It's I like mean, those like Eve Online guys, like the who found it's like yeah. the first MMO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like one of the first like big shooters, right? It was before Counter Strike or after? It was before Counter Strike. Yeah. Counter Strike used the engine. The engine for Half Life. Well it's the same company, right? Like there were so many games yeah. based off the Half Life engine. I mean it was disgusting. See, now I understand. Like, Team Fortress. Uying. Uh yeah. Okay. Oh man, come on, dude. Team Fort but Team Fortress came like way later though. Well yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, it came because of Half Life. Yeah. Well, I know what you're saying it like it was a it was like a milestone. Yeah. The video game industry. And then Half Life yeah. Two came out. It was like physics based. Like you could kill enemies based on physics. I don't know what that means. Like <laughs> like you can you can throw you can throw a brick at an enemy and the enemy will die. Oh okay. Right. So it's well it's like and then like okay like you could use the environment to kill enemies. So it was innovative because there was a physics engine inside the game. Yeah. So and then 
I don't know, was it 10, 15 years later, they come out, they're coming out with this VR game. Uh, yeah, it's... And so, but what I'm saying is that there hasn't been a game that was really a system seller, unlike now that we have Half-Life, now I would be, like, seriously considering buying a VR rig. Yeah, but, like... That's and, that's, like and that's my point with Facebook. Like, that is not a system seller. That's not going to encourage me to buy Oculus or... Valve index, but I mean, it can be, man. Because uh, this thing, this whole VR world sector that is like in its infancy, is is bigger than video games. I feel like this thing can literally like. Well, for sure, I agree with that. I'm know? not saying, but like, video games is the clear and obvious go to market strategy when it comes to virtual reality. There is no go to market strategy for VR that isn't video games. Yeah, I don't think, like, kids are going to, like, ask their parents for, like, you know, Oculus for Christmas is all they have is, like, educational shit. Well, right, exactly, right. It's got to be entertaining. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, like, this technology can be applied, you know, for educational shit. Not just educational. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But, you know, we got a ways to go before that's, you know, actually applied to, like, educational stuff just because it requires such an investment to do. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, they they released that Half-Life trailer, dude, probably got millions of views. All of a sudden, everyone's excited to play some VR shit. And the best part is that Valve, they know how to do this stuff. Yeah. When they announce their game, three months later, it comes out. It's none of this, like, you know, 2022 nonsense. So that so okay, let's go back to Decentraland, man. Like this is like so so Decentraland. The reason why I'm excited about it is because there's no friction. There's very very little friction to getting into Decentraland, which means that us as developers, us as contributors to that economy, mm-hmm. we can make a return on investment. And what I don't see in the Decentraland community is anyone focusing on an ROI. Yeah. And if there's no ROI, there are no developers. Yeah. It is really that simple. Yeah. And it, it, dude, it, it was evident, man. Like, we got like super into it, even on this podcast. Like, that's all we could talk about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. During like, there's a game jam ahead of us. And like, dude, <laughs> and since game one, we're talking about ROI. We're not gonna yeah. build a damn thing unless we knew we could ret- get a return on investment. Yeah, potentially make some money. Right. Yeah. That's that's the, that that's life, man. Uh, like, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's this like is how you life go. Works. Well, you walk outside your door right now. And you, you could potentially start spending money as soon as you walk out the door. You get in your car, you're spending gas, yeah. right? You you get to your destination, you're spending money as soon as you get there. Yeah, nobody's like, opening up, like, free hot dog stores. Exactly. You know what I mean? There's no free stores. There's no, there's no free, free nothing. Yeah. And so, I mean, Decentraland, unfor- you know, like, I, I unfortunately understand. it has to be this way. Yeah, see, I understand the idea. Like, people want, some people, like, we had experience with this. Some people on our MetaZone. Uh, contributors, I guess is what you call them. Yeah, they they wanted to put their content out for like free of charge. Yeah, yeah. Which you know what I mean. It's not sustainable. How are you going to spend all that time to create this thing for Decentraland? And just put it out for free. Yeah. Like I understand. Like there are some people that are willing to do that, and that's totally fine. But it's not a sustainable model of any kind. Well, yeah, like you said, it's not going to attract like developers to this uh, platform if all they see is like people. Yeah, putting out like free, free stuff. Yeah, yeah, man. No, it's it, it basically turns into like a developer like um, portfolio. Of, like, look what I made. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean. There's exactly. no money to be made. There's, you know. Yeah, I mean, imagine you could. I mean, I can see a future where you can make a living off of Decentraland, just like me. People made a living off of Second Life. Or yeah, I mean, it's 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 even more possible because yeah. your digital creations in Decentraland can potentially be unique NFTs. Yeah, that's the big thing. We didn't even talk about that if nobody 
If somebody listening to this doesn't know what the fuck we're talking about, the NFTs, that's what sells the whole concept, which yeah. is non-fungible tokens, which is essentially is like virtual items that have real-world asset value, you know. And the only way to do that is through blockchain, so. That's right. <clears throat> uh, so, um, so anyway, uh, we got into Decentraland because just recently we were invited to this, um, I guess, Slack group, and they're trying to determine if... Um, whether people, developers, have projects that they want to contribute to Decentraland that require some infusion of capital, yeah. let's say. And, of course, developers need something to eat, right? Mm -hmm. And so they cannot work on stuff if there's no, there's no way to, you know, make money off of it. So, um, <clears throat> so now we're, we're, we're I, I guess we were invited to join this group to determine, like, what... What can we pitch to the Decentraland team that would elicit a infusion of capital? Yeah. Um, so, so that's so that's what we were discussing earlier, and we're tossing around the same ideas we tossed around several months ago. Uh -huh. Is like the thing that will make this make sense for Decentraland is an ROI, and so we have a couple of th ideas that we want to kind of pitch to them, but you know we'll see how how that goes. Yeah. Like I said. Um, like if you were watching this podcast a couple months ago, we were literally every episode we were just like, like, we got a new game this week, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the week after that, like, hey, we got a new app we're making. Yeah, you know what I mean? Be why? Because the incentives were there. That's exactly right. You know, yeah, we're, we're talking about that. there's there's no coincidence. Like right now, is DCL like kind of dwindling? Oh, 100 percent, dude. Like I, I'm a Decentraland Discord member, and I mean, there's but, still people but talking. Let's, let's, yeah, but let's point out the correlation. It starts dwindling after the game jam that was what two hundred fifty thousand dollars worth up at stake. Yeah, and uh, so it sort of kind of died after that point, and now it's starting to pick up a little bit because there's a new game jam that is launching December second, mm -hmm. and this game jam smaller prize pool, right? Yeah, smaller prize pool, and there's no SDK involved, so anyone yeah. who's listening right now can participate and earn multiple thousands of dollars worth of mana. Mm -hmm. And are they giving you know, away land? Do you know? I th believe that they are. Let's let's look it up. Yeah, let's 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 chill. Yeah, I mean, we want Decentraland to do. Ultimately, we we want Decentraland to be like a massive success. So we're literally putting our money on the line as well, and time and energy. Right. So yeah, you don't have to be a developer to participate in this one. Not in this one. Absolutely. This is this is using their uh builder kit. I think. Yeah, this is using their builder. Um, here it is. So, uh, creator contest December second through December fifteenth, and well, that starts tomorrow. And like the prizes are yeah. up to fifty thousand dollars in USD. Okay, first place. Yeah. So, so first place is like ten thousand dollars, which is two hundred thousand man. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. Shit. And so the rules of this is pretty simple: user builder, user new um, smart assets, smart items, and create something that I, I guess is pretty cool. Well, you know, there's going to be judges. And I think I saw our, our boy, Maddie. He's going to be a judge. Oh, really? Yeah, I saw that. Maddie, really? DCL blogger. I saw that in the Discord. Oh, shit. I mean, he's not on there yet. There's Rio Rio. Yeah, Rio Rio. That's we, our boy. Yeah, he was, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was, he was the last, um, um, judge for the, uh, the other one, the previous one. Yeah. I don't know who Me Mundo Alex is. Yeah, I don't know who Cartoonist. Carl. Um, Decentraland mentor and professor at VR Academy. Decentraland. Yep. There you go. See the, the Decentraland Academy. This, that's I think is going to be the the tits. 
You know what <laughs> I mean? Like whenever, like you can learn shit. Like I'm imagining this guy right now. Like, they're developing some type of like laboratory, some VR lab. Yeah. And they're gonna have it like within the fucking university. I'm hoping it's gonna be like a massive building. Oh, absolutely. And you go. I wonder if it'll be like classrooms. Yeah, right. It'll yeah. Be, why not? Yeah. So you go in there. You can literally like fucking get like a legitimate education. Yeah. Hands-on education. And you, you know? your your experience is optimized with virtual reality and decentraland. land. Well, but you don't need a VR headset to participate. Well, then it won't be actual virtual reality. It'll be like click click interaction stuff. Sure, sure. Which is doable. I mean, it's, it's still, doable, it's but still it's cool. it won't be the same. The difference is like you're not actually reaching out to grab a beaker and like you know pour a flask into it. Like, oh, big deal. Yeah. I I could I could click and drag those two containers. Correct. And, like form the same reaction, right? Correct. Yeah, that's true. You know, I'm not missing out on too much. But yeah, I mean, uh, so. Uh, so I was making the correlation between like the activity and excitement of Decentraland with the incentive structure of Decentraland. Yeah. So when there's money at stake, you got a lot of activity on Decentraland, and that's not by no coincidence, right? Um, th- that's the only way that DCL and developers are going to sustain themselves is there's got to be money involved, and any okay. creation in D- DCL has to have some ROI. Right, yeah. you're not gonna build shit for free, and we have experience with that, man. Our freaking developer, man, he's yeah. like, he totally ditched. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, I mean, he's got he he's got a business ditch. to run too. Yeah, he has another actual like business with real generating world revenue. Clients. Yeah. yeah, and he, you know, he thought about it. like he was his heart was like pretty deep into this project. You know, he was loving every minute. But he told me that he's like, yeah. dude, this is addicting. I like this shit. Yeah, for sure. You know. And, but yeah, because a lot of the elements that really play uh, on Oscar's like uh, desire and 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 what he creates is mm-hmm. like the automation, the fact yeah. that this this app is running twenty four seven. He doesn't really have to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, when people purchase things, they get deployed automatically, and like there's and very hit. little interaction with the customers, which is what he wants, right? He wants this to be automated. Yeah, low low hands on stuff and potential for like creation is infinite which you know yeah and, and most awesome. importantly the point of the metazone app is for creators to build stuff and yeah. have landowners buy that stuff and deploy it on their land without having the creator to interface with the landowner at all if they don't want to mm-hmm. and so a lot of this stuff we're going to be discussing with with dcl and all that but, yeah but again most importantly like like but, i've been saying since day one if no roi no developers, well, there, yeah. no DCL activity. It's should be that. Simple. So then, what's the solution? Will is this is the solution literally as simple as just like let's just launch this bitch already so we can get like a player base? Because what oh, we shit. need is like analytics, right? We need yeah. like people coming in and out, testing out our creations. See, our our stake in the in the sand is basically if you don't build something that has people returning to play that thing, mm. it's, it's gonna yeah, it's gonna fail. So, in order to test that assumption, the DCL has to actually deploy, <laughs> and so we can so we can prove like with metrics and data yeah. that when we build replayability c- creations and deploy onto Decentraland, that performs a lot better than things that don't have replayability. See, this, this thing's gonna play out like exactly like how Minecraft did. I'm thinking like didn't Mine- Minecraft just started out like simple? See, yeah, Minecraft. Yeah, I, I remember Oscar was involved early days in Minecraft. Yeah, where it was running in the browser. Imagine Minecraft just on a browser. Yeah, like rudimentary. Like it's just a little window, mm-hmm. and you're a little guy just create putting blocks on top of each other. Yeah, and that was that was Minecraft. Yeah. And the reason why Oscar got into it is because there's low friction, right? You, it's a browser. 
You're playing but a game. What was it? He got into it as a player or as a as player? As okay. a player, yeah. That's the thing. Like, but it, it was like, man, early days of Minecraft. Like, yeah. way, way early days. It was literally just like uh, you're chopping down wood, right? And then and you're not building even that. a house with no, it. No, not even that. There was just blocks that you you eliminated and you added. Jesus Christ. There was no dude. chopping can, down. Can there you was... find something by any chance? Maybe oh, I don't know. Take a look. That's a good question. See if we can find something. But that's uh, the way you're describing it, because think about what it is today, dude. It's a motherfucking juggernaut. <laughs> it's got like so many different like uh, what would you call them? Like mods, I guess. There's so many different like uh, spin-offs, I guess if you call it. I don't know. So oh shit. Minecraft classic. <laughs> I mean, those look pretty blocky, dude. I mean, dude, I remember play I remember seeing Oscar play this game on a browser. And I was like, dude, why are you wasting cuz at the time <laughs> there was Counter-Strike Oh, there yeah. was like more advanced games. Like, what, dude? What are you doing? Dude, I don't here? get it either, man. Like all these kids today, they love this blocky shit. They love cartoony shit. And like, dude, why aren't y'all playing like fucking Crisis? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like the highest graphic intensive games are like beautiful. Yeah. But I understand, dude, because you need like multiple thousand dollar rigs in order to like participate in that shit. And this is simple, man. It's addictive. I'm sure. I never played it. But. So, um. No, this is definitely not what. Well, just looking at it, it, it literally looks. Yeah, just, this, it's just this. This is not it. This is for sure not. This it. is like way more advanced. Yeah. All right, let's let's take it off before like. Yeah. Something weird comes up. <laughs> browser version. This is Minecraft browser version. Yeah, but Why that's else? that's somebody. Well, I I guess let's try this one. Eight. This is eight years old. So now we're looking at a video of a browser version of Minecraft. No, this is still way more advanced than what I remember. Because there's none. There was none of these textures like glass and. And but how does how does do you know how Minecraft works like at all like as far as like the marketplace goes and well like, I, I don't know I I don't know now just because it's evolved so much is it's like kind of like you can create your own server right yeah you you create you create your own server and you have your own rules how and within that server rules? you can sell like things within that server so that so there's like massive servers out there it's it's literally it's its own game right yeah yeah. So you can create your literal own Minecraft world where people join that server and play, and then you can craft different games like Hunger Games. Exactly. Like there's servers different that experiences. yeah, different experiences where they have different rules, and you can have like these uh, these like running games and these racing games and all these like different games within Minecraft that you can play. I mean, it's like the physics, the same physics applies, I'm assuming, to every game, right? But no, you can you can modify the physics too. Oh, really? Yeah, you can modify it. Okay. But my point is, the reason why I bring up Minecraft is because, like, the way you describe it, because Oscar was around and you were observing this from the very early days, you thought it was like a, a joke. Yeah. Right. Just like how a lot of people probably think Decentraland is a joke. Right. 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 Today. <laughs> right. right. Dude, what the fuck is that? I have no idea. But this. Um, See, but well, the other is, problem with this, it. like, like this is a massive, like, immersive world. You couldn't, you can't build this on Decentraland unless you're like a fucking mega millionaire. You have like a thousand plots of land. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean, see, uh, again, that that, that's that's why Decentraland is interesting because it it has those limitations. Yeah. That will will bring out the creativity of these developers. Well, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And that's what we're talking about, like. If the idea is to create a user experience that's like that has replay factor, it's either you create something like Minecraft where it's just innately addictive yeah, and like the gameplay fun. is addictive, right? 
Or you got to go the other route, which is there has to be like, like the a monetary incentives incentive. have to be aligned right. in order for you to keep playing and like want to keep doing the thing Correct. that you're doing. You know, even if the gameplay is not there, it's like, man, this is not that fun. But if I keep doing this thing, you know, yeah. there's a chance I can get a good reward. Essentially. Yeah. And, and so those replayabilities, uh, <laughs> that is a good thing for Decentraland because you have consistent players returning to Decentraland, which is what DCL wants. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, again, if, if they don't provide some incentive for the developers, there's it's going to be difficult to have people come back and play. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that's, pr- that's pretty much it. I mean, but there's, yeah, a, if there's a new game jam. It's not as interesting as the first one because <laughs> it's it's a... <coughs> it's, you don't, you're not using the SDK, so a lot of the creations aren't going to be unique. And probably right? not. It, it, I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be... Because they, they've done old game... I want they're like creator contests with like static, uh, I guess builder tools. You know, like yeah. you, you create a scene. Yeah, I mean, people made like some badass shit. Like they made like giant dragons and stuff like that. It's it's basically like playing like a online version of Legos. You know, who could make the most badass looking Lego scene? Yeah, like what we got the the winner of of this game jam are going to be those who can create custom assets, but. You those custom assets are not going to do anything unique because you can't you can't connect them to any software development kit or you, it it won't be able to do anything unique. So why is Decentraland like putting a lot of focus on this? You think this whole like spending the time and effort to create builders? Well, I think they just want they they're trying to figure out ways to incentivize the developers to do you know to add content to Decentraland. But these aren't developers though. This is like yeah they're they're building this infrastructure for the non-developer, right? Yeah. For the landowner, maybe, who's got, like, just land just rotting away on Decentraland, and they want to do something to it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, for example, this farm that we're looking at in, oh, in yeah. uh, this this YouTube video, that's a completely custom asset that somebody uploaded mm-hmm. that anybody can use now. See, right now we're playing The Sims. This is what this is. Yeah. We're playing The Sims 100%. And then so then you'll be able to connect those custom assets to... That was it? Holy shit, that was yeah, that, that was it. And then okay. you'll be able to click on, like, that cow and that cow will do something, mm. and that's about as much interaction as that'll you'll get from that. Yeah. And again, early days. Yeah, dude. yeah. This is so fucking early, man. Like this is all part of it, man. It's we gotta start. We're like, I don't want to come off as like we're shitting on Decentraland because we are kind of like heavy right now. Well, <laughs> I mean, we're not shitting on it. It's just we have high expectations, man. Like high hopes. Yeah, and we're we're contributors. We're investors too, right? Yeah, it's like we're shareholders in the damn thing, right? So yeah. we're like we're giving our opinion. That's what we're supposed to do. Maybe they should do like a freedom dividend for all landowners for Decentraland. Wait, what? A freedom dividend. Meaning what? Like, like a thousand mana a month. To do what? To like sit on our ass? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what do you mean? Where uh, would that money come from? You would use that thousand mana to like pay out developers to build stuff, you know? Doesn't sound very free to me, dude. <laughs> they tell you how to spend your own money. No, no. I mean, that's what. I mean, if you're a landowner and you're getting a thousand mana a month, you would, as a smart landowner, invest that thousand mana into a creation for your land that makes you more money. Or purchase one off the MetaZone app. Well, there you go. <laughs> exactly. Right? That's what I'm talking. about. I mean, that's really. how you have you. That's how you have an economy, like. Yeah, but see, well, my thing is, I think the reason why we're not seeing, like, an explosion of, like, creative contribution in this project is because we're, like, in an ultra-speculative phase. Like, there's no proof of anything yet. Yeah. Other than, like, in the beta, like... So then how do you spark that? Like, how do you spark that? 
I, I it's got to be like Mike, like I said, Minecraft. Like just launch the fucking thing. It's gonna be shit at first, like Minecraft does. Yeah, but it's okay. going to slowly evolve. Like the the, totally early, agree. the early adopters of Decentraland are gonna understand that. They're gonna be like, okay, this thing just launched. Like it's not perfect yet, but I could see the big yeah. picture. I know? totally agree. What they have right now is more than enough to launch with. Probably. Like you, I mean, you played it. Like it's that dude. I was having it's fun, playable. like digging yeah. some graveyards and like you know going down some tree houses. Yeah, and stuff. I and wonder like, what is it that they're waiting for. I I don't. Well, I mean, we looked at their the roadmap and. I don't see anything stopping them from launching right now. It's true, man. There's nothing that, uh, yeah. hey, there's like this this milestone that they need to reach in order to launch that makes sense, and I don't, I didn't see any of that. I wonder if, like, uh, have they said anything about this? I know because I, re- I read the Discord, yeah, and, and same. I, I see the comments, and people are like, it's, they're it, getting restless. It, you know? They are, for sure. Because there, sure. there was a lot of promises early on when they raised $24 million buckaroos, you know, back in the day, <laughs> <laughs> back in the heyday of crypto. You know, yeah, but they're not alone. Everyone made ridiculous promises. That's why I like Decentraland because they're actually there's doing something, something there. There's something you can touch with yeah. Decentraland. Yeah, like early on this podcast, dude. We, we go, the whole intention of this podcast is like go down and like find like cool shit within the crypto space. Exactly, blockchain, whatever the fuck, or just technology in general. We just watch like the freaking Tesla unveil. Yeah, we just like cool shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And, and this stood out like bigly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like super bigly, dude. It did, and yeah, man. I don't know. I'm not like losing faith or anything. No, neither. Neither am I. If I'm coming off that way, I don't know. But I mean, we we do. I mean, we're beta testers, so we have to provide our feedback, and that's we. I've been saying I've been singing the same song. Yeah. Since since we started getting into the beta version of Decentraland. Yeah, man. I remember the the juices were flowing hot. Like it when worked. that game jam was going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we built a Discord. Just I don't know how. Like people just started joining our Discord. I guess they liked what we were doing. Yeah. And they just came on board. And then like people, like I was a I was a spectator to all this because I I have no contribution. <laughs> <laughs> but I was a spectator. Like they're all coming up with shit. Like Oscar was and a bunch of other dudes who are in our Discord. They're, yeah. They're thinking about like what to do. What what are we gonna do? Yeah, to enhance this uh, experience, and then Game Jam ended. And dude, it's been a fucking ghost town. Yeah, <laughs> not only that. So all, a lot of the Game Jam winners, we all got land, right? Yeah, and uh, the land owners, uh, the Game Jam winners, all got together on a different Discord, mm-hmm. and uh, we're all talking about, hey, what can we do, um, you know, with our land because we're all close to each other. Yeah, and I'm the only one talking about an ROI. Like, uh, what, the, yeah, what goes on in that in that discussion chat room? What anything? I mean, uh, the, so they talked about having like a sort of a Westworld theme. Okay. Um. So we've talked about themes. I mean, but but the idea is there's is, no consensus as to exactly what to build. And and again, the reason why there won't be a consensus is because there's no ROI. There's no incentive to build anything. Mm-hmm. Right. We can't build things for free. It's just not sustainable. Yeah. Like people have careers. Yeah. You know, and that's everyone's trying to earn some bread one way or another. Yeah. I mean, I think a side gig should be earning you money. Like, potentially. Yeah. Otherwise, like, like, and like, yeah. And I know not everything that you do should be all about money. I'm not trying to be that guy where it's like all about (laughs) money. Yeah. But I, I just don't, I don't see another incentive. Like, like, it's kind of like, it's, dude, like, whenever we interview John McAfee's, like, you guys are asking the wrong questions. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I'm like, how are we going to get, like, adoption and, like, how, you know, how are we all going to get rich, motherfuckers? Well, I really wanted to ask him. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but he's like, you're asking the wrong questions. Like, how, it should be more like, like, how to, you know, like, 
the opposite of that. You should be in it for the technology, for the revolution, yeah. the freedom, and all that stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. like, come on, man. It's easy for you to say, dude. You're already rolling in it. For sure. <laughs> I'm not knocking the guy or anything, but it's like, fuck. This is how the world operates, man. The, yeah. The internet didn't boom. Just because of the, for the goodness of the people. goodness of the like, we want to just like the technology spread. Yeah, we yeah. just it was like the clever people found exploded. out ways to monetize. Exactly, yeah. the internet exploded because you could make money from it. Yeah, that's why it got big. That's why the speculation went through the roof during the dot com bubble. Same thing happened to crypto. It's, it got big because you could make money from it. Yeah, all of a sudden people's imaginations went wild because all and, of a sudden and, we can create tokens. See, that summarizes my point. Yeah, the central land will get big because you can make money from it. Yeah, you can. It's that's all there. Yeah, it's there. <laughs> it's all there. All all the you know. The, the NFTs are there. Yeah. It's already a proven market, dude. dude. There's, there's millions of dollars being exchanged every day. This is the NFTs. perfect melting pot of, like, creativity, mm-hmm. uh, the ability to earn money. Yeah. And and the fact that NFTs, the, 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 this new capability of this new technology, this blockchain technology we have, all that, I mean, we're talking about the perfect storm of something that will have a lot of users, a lot of players in Decentraland. Yeah. And let's not let's let's not try and do like some huge bonanza like off like you know like like we're launching Half Life here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're <laughs> launching something experimental. Yeah, you know, just like the founder of Bitcoin, he didn't know what the fuck. Yeah, he for said, sure. He said it himself. This is either gonna go straight to the dirt or this is gonna the world's fucking over. Yeah, <laughs> you know the world as we know it. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? This is exactly like we need to just get it out there. That's all I'm saying, guys. Did you did you see my my tweet a? Uh, few days ago i went to uh i went to this site called hacker news and i and i and i searched for the earliest post of oh look at that there he is hey, there he is told you maddie Dang. that's our boy <laughs> we got a lot of boys so extremely humble wish you all the best okay so let me go and see if i can find this tweet if you like that how what, what do you think of this uh thumbnail dude he's pretty hot man dude I'm pretty sure McAfee got like some hot action from Janice that night. <laughs> She's like, I'm fucking the Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, like they probably did like a role play sesh like after that. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that took some some design <laughs> effort <laughs> role play. <laughs> Get down. <laughs> oh no, dude. <laughs> yeah, you are probably right, dude. Uh, I've heard some stories about that, man. What a man. Oh, what are you trying to show me? I'm trying to show a tweet that I'm... Well, this is cool. Like, I just realized... She's uh, using Brave right now, right? Yeah. So, yeah, this is the first time I've ever seen this. These oh, tips. You can little... Yeah, you can send tips on Brave. Tips on, to who? So, if I if I click on this, I can tip myself. Oh, because it's your Twitter. Well, I guess oh. in this case, it's so if you went Dilemma. To, oh, really? Yeah. Who, uh, oh, Dilemma Beats. Yeah. Because that's his tweet. That's his tweet. Correct. So, instead of sending somebody, like, a thumbs up, you're sending them fucking... Cash, yeah, for sure. Hell yeah, dude, bro. What the fuck? I didn't realize that. Yeah, man, that's crazy. Man, when when did I make this this tweet? I mean, Wait, what, are you, what are you trying to find? You're going pretty deep, man. Yeah, You're yeah. This is like <laughs> I wanted to show somebody's comment on reading the Bitcoin white paper. Oh, uh, have you read that? By the way, uh, yeah, that cashing in on virtual parcels. I don't remember reading it, but you gotta read it. You retweeted it though. <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't even read it. No, I read it. I just don't remember what oh, it you don't said. Remember what said. Yeah, I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not trying to call you out or nothing. It's no, like, dude. It's just like re- retweet machine. <laughs> Fucking a. Man, where is it? D- 
dude, that black that black fucking Cybertruck looks pretty dope though. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I love that black one. Let me see if uh maybe it's here. Oh, by the way, if you're watching this, uh follow our Twitter. Yeah, you know? so at the Black Runner. Hell yeah. And if you're fucking Twitter I mean if you're like an avid listener, I mean we've been doing this shit for a few months now, man. If you if you've been like ha- hanging around from like the early days, you're still listening. Like fucking, I don't know. What should we should what? Well, uh, I guess really free hand job or something. <laughs> We're sticking around <laughs> that long, but like it'd be cool if we could like, dude, uh, you have know, some kind of like join join our Discord. Yeah, join something. our Discord. You know, what? comment and l- let us know what what you want us to talk about. I mean, yeah, tech technology wise, we can break anything down. We just don't know what it is you wanna you wanna hear more about. That's right. Here it is. God, man, November twentieth. So look at this. Hacker News post uh, Bitcoin, peer-to-peer network-based anonymous digital currency. Posted on May 8th, 2009. Wow. So Wait, this is... What is this? Like the original, like, post? Well, this is... Well, this is probably... This is the earliest post of Bitcoin on Hacker News. And so I took a snapshot of it. What's Hacker News? It's, it's like a... So Hacker News right now is, is owned by Y Combinator. Oh, okay. And uh, so it's like a rudimentary Reddit. It's... Yeah. Oh, yeah. A very old school Reddit. It looks very similar to Reddit. Yeah. Like almost identical, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, so whenever people post like new developments, new updates, new whatever, it gets uploaded by the community. And basically, the front page of Hacker News was like tech focused. And oh wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Does it still exist? It still exists. Yeah. Damn. I need a fucking. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So it was like a feed for like just like yeah. Because I wanted to see like. Shit. The Bitcoin white paper, where was it? Where were people talking about it outside of BitcoinTalk.org? Yeah, like like Satoshi had to like, rec- you said like the he recruited some dudes. Well, like, uh, well, yeah, the through, first miners. Through the forum, through uh, BitcoinTalk.org. So, but who made BitcoinTalk.org? Um, Satoshi? Satoshi, yeah. No. Y- yeah, it was one of those guys. <laughs> we're just making shit up now. <laughs> we don't even know, dude. Yeah, I think it was one of those guys. Yeah, man. You know how fucking trippy that must have been, like, to be, like, the first dudes? But th- 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 that's what I'm saying, okay? Like, okay, yeah, I what, what are see, you saying? So, <laughs> what I'm saying is I wanted yeah. to see what were comments, like, outside of the Bitcoin, like, community. And so, it was posted here May 8, 2009. Okay. The first comment says, well, this is exceptionally cute idea. You what a dick already. And then he says, but there's absolutely no way that anyone is going to have any faith in this currency. Right. This All was right. this was May 9th, two thousand. Haters gonna hate. Right. What's next? <laughs> and it says, uh, this this other guy, May eighth, two thousand nine. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. This could finally end the recession. And he says, People working and living digital must use digital money and help others via donations instead of mandatory offline taxes. And then offline citizenship is the same way fake like the original sin. I don't know what he's talking about there. Yeah, that dude's fucking and smoking then, a bowl or something while he's writing this. And then the most relatable comment, there's only three comments on this thing. It says, I'm having trouble wrapping my head around the logistics of this. Of course. Yeah, which is, everybody <laughs> did. It was hard to understand the first time, but it takes a couple of reads. And luckily, the paper's only like eight or nine pages long. That's so unreal, man. Yeah. Like, if t- taking like a peek back at like history like this. Like, the first fucking mentions of Bitcoin on the internet? That's fucking crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. Like just thinking about it, you know? Just based on where we are right now. Yeah, know? and I got to look back at uh, Reddit, too, just to see what the earliest post of Bitcoin was. You should find, like, the first earliest post of, like, an Ethereum. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's a good. That'd be pretty cool, too. Yeah, good good thought there. <clears throat> but, yeah, like like I was saying, see? Okay, haters going to hate. Haters are hating on Decentraland right now. Yeah. 
That's right. You know, that doesn't detract from anything, man. It's just, but in a way, though, like, Decentraland needs to do its part, though, too, before they lose, like, you know. Yeah. Like like I said, we have experience of it. We got do. We got our developer who's kind of, like, second-guessing this whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know, he had a lot of passion involved in this project, and then he's like, dude. Yeah, you like, can't. Where are we going? You know what I mean? The last thing you want to do is have your developer second-guess whether or not this is worth their time. Yeah. And like, and like he, he understands, and we all understand. Like, there's obviously like a big, huge like risk to reward gap here. Like, there's high risk. Yeah. But the reward potential is, it's there. How do I how do I explain that? Well, it's it's just high risk. <laughs> as simple as that. Because it's you know, but you see, but but Decentraland puts everything good about what blockchain brings to the table in terms of like NFTs. That's true digital assets yeah a monetary gain mm-hmm. um there's no fiat involved so you don't have to deal with the regulatory aspects of like getting everybody's bank account and all that stuff yeah 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 like dude it's all there it's all there like the, the ingredients are all there to make like the perfect cake a killer app like you said yeah that's what we're like, fucking waiting for man we're waiting for a killer app yeah and it works it's just not it, not i'm not talking about essential crypto community man yeah a crypto that's why like everyone app. was like creaming like their asses off whenever <laughs> crypto kitties came out dude it was like oh this is it yeah yeah yeah. this is gonna attract like all the normies you know they're fucking cats like who doesn't like cats it's right like cat pokemon yeah yeah and then like the next day like it <laughs> like a fucking nuke was dropped on the <laughs> ethereum network it's like oh shit like we can't handle it, it all exposes this. the uh exactly the cracks in in ethereum but it, Good thing it did, because now, like, look at Ethereum, dude. They're yeah. crunching hard. Well, look at Matic. They're taking exactly. advantage. That it was, like, <laughs> after this, like, uh, this little small bear market with uh, Bitcoin, Matic has been exploding. It went, yeah. from a, it went from, like, a penny to, like, almost three pennies. You have any idea why? Like, I mean... Uh, Fundamentally, it's like a, a sound project. Yeah, like for sure. For sure. But and, and I think I think more companies are getting on board with Matic. That's why. Yeah. I mean, it's just becoming like adopted within yeah. the crypto space, which is huge. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Yeah. Because like we're going to need Matic, uh, us as uh, creators on Decentraland, because we're not going to expect people who are playing on our games and stuff to, to wait, wait five, six, seven, eight, ten minutes to like, you or know, like two I, confirmations just to enter the fucking block runners. Like, shit, man, when am I going to get in this bitch? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? We can't sit there and like expect them to wait for like, like <laughs> come on. It's got to be like, click. Yeah. I'm in. That's right. It should be that easy. Yeah, it's got to be seamless, like just like you're using the internet. <clears throat> but yeah, once again. So so yeah, that that <laughs> was it for for Decentraland. I think obviously you can carry on this conversation to so many things with yeah. crypto, which we should. Like this is like the whole point of this podcast, man. Like we're not here to paint like a rosy picture, like a lot of crypto people, like crypto yeah. influencers do. You know, like they they inject like way too much hopium into the fucking community. Yeah, and you know what I mean. That's that's funny you say that. Um, the guy who created Hex, man, <laughs> yeah. he's getting a lot of pushback, dude. Oh, yeah? You've been paying attention to that? Yeah, like on What's Twitter, everybody's calling out Richard Hart. Yeah. See, he's like a big influencer. Yeah. He's a guy who's he's, been... Yeah, he's, he's been around since like... Probably like 2013 or something. Something like that. He's the guy with the fucking cowboy hat, and I think he always has like split chest shirts on like this, yeah. and you can like see his chest hair. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like he's kind of edgy right yeah, you know, yeah like he's like one of these but he's like a successful guy i think uh yeah i think we need to do a deep dive on hex because we were talking about it a few weeks back and it didn't look too pretty like on yeah what when, it you, was. when we first because the reason we found this guy is because like we were doing like our john mcafee yeah, research. research yeah and then he had an interview with john mcafee and we we're like and then all with 
on that interview, he started like talking about his coin, his project. X coin, yeah. Yeah. Which is a hilarious trend that I've noticed like within these crypto influencers. Like a few years ago, all they were doing were like producing videos and online content. Now all of a now sudden, all of everyone has a coin, dude. Yeah. Everyone's got a token. Yeah. It's fucking And some insane. of them are performing pretty good. <laughs> like insanely good. It blows my mind. Yeah. Like I don't And they don't <laughs> do anything. The coins don't do anything. What okay, what 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 about hex? Like so so anyway, um, on Twitter, I, a lot of people are starting to talk about hex, and they're not saying very good things about dude, hex. Let's, let's pull it up, dude. Uh, let's do some PI work. <laughs> <laughs> Why uh, not, man? What are they gonna do? No, like I want to let's let's spend like the last ten minutes of this uh, episode just breaking down hex. Uh, well, let's go to their. What the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Hey, we're looking at Ethan Klein's like his little, little video. Oh, it's like some Snapchat come filter on, shit. Dude, wow. So he's like a, I guess a face on a train, and he's like mimicking the song. That's the internet, boys and girls. That shit, how many, like, how many fucking hearts does that have? Probably like hundreds of thousands. Yeah, let's see. <laughs> 60K. I mean, that's... That's the internet, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Oh shit! Here he is, dude. That's Tone Vase, man. See, yeah, it's it's not a good look. Uh, that it's a controversial crypto hex as the first high interest blockchain certificate of deposit. Mm. So there, he's trying to do a CD version of, of of a cryptocurrency where those early adopters who are like early, early in, they get like three hundred over three hundred percent return on investment, and like uh, it's so. Let me let me. Pull up their website, hex.win. So on the website, hex.win, the first high-interest blockchain certificate of deposit is designed to increase in value faster than anything else in history. Oh, God. The wallet See, goes live hold on. in go back 17 to hours. Really? Wait, 17 days. But go back to that statement. Hours. The first high... Wait, hex designed to increase in value faster than anything else in history. That should already set off like yeah, that's flags like, in your head. That's like flags. This, like like Richard the, should know this. Yeah, but it's almost like he feels like people are dumb enough to, like, ignore these flags. I don't know. I don't know. I I think when you present the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. sorry. No, I was just going to say, when you present, like, the potential of earning a lot of money, like... Like, that's your selling point? Yeah, like, well, yeah, if that's your selling point, like, the the red flags start getting blurry. Yeah. Right, you start to not pay attention to them. Or is that 17 hours? Yeah, 17 hours, 58 minutes. So so, what is the idea? You you put your crypto into their wallet, essentially, yeah. And then you earn a return, like an interest. Uh, so it's kind of like a a a fucking like compound on steroids, in a way. Yeah. But you're not you're not putting your funds into See, like, Dai or decentralized autonomous organization. Say say for example, if you are if your coin stake percent of total supply, if you are one percent of the total supply. You get a a three hundred and sixty nine percent return on investment, and so so if you're see that's why that's why I still need to do some look into this a little bit more because I don't quite understand what he's doing, but but the reason why it's getting pushback is because he's holding on to people's money. Well, right, that and not only like on top of that, he's he's earning like a percentage of of everybody. If you put in money, some of that money goes directly to his wallet. His yeah. So so it's sort of like a like a scheme of his. Okay. And that that's that's the uh that's his that's the pushback that he's getting. 
it just seems weird. Like just by reading, okay, keep going down. Let's read more of these like headline titles. Hex is the first. Okay, Hex is designed to go higher, faster, and retain its value. Okay, Hex is the future of finance. Stake your claim. Hex is price positive. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. So then he has referral. Oh God, R- referred users get a ten percent bonus minted at the refer, and the refer gets twenty percent bonus minted. All right, so they like create like a network so effect. so the payback is in Hex. Stakers get all the unclaimed Hex. See, launch phase only. Pay, so, you paid, so you have to lock your funds for a whole year, essentially, right? Yeah. And then there's this thing called the silly whale penalty. <laughs> so 1,000 to 10,000 BTC claim penalties of 50 to 75% of hex goes to stakers. So apparently, if you put too much, if you stake too much Bitcoin, you get a penalty. You get a whale penalty. Okay. Because that influences like the interest or what? Yeah, I guess. Okay. Like, yeah. And on top of this, this is like, it's not very easy to understand. So like if 1% of HEX supply stakes, they average a 369% interest. If 2%, then 184. If 10, 36%. Fewer stakers means higher interest. More stakers means less circulating supply, one day minimum. Mm-hmm. So how, how do you get 369% return if there are less stakers? Mm-hmm. Like that's what I don't understand. Like where does that come from? Well, see, that's the thing. Because you're not going to see a return for a whole fucking year. So it's not like you're going to earn payback immediately, right? So what's the speculation here? Like, he's just setting, he's just absorbing everyone's funds for a year, and he's going to peace out? Like, join, like, a fucking island somewhere with Epstein, yeah, yeah. who's still alive? <laughs> like, dude, I pulled off the biggest ruse ever, boys, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's potential, man. Like, we're not claiming 100% that this guy's scamming you. But look, look at that shit. How can Hex make you rich? Yeah, like, yeah. Come well, on, why man. would you? Yeah, why would you do that? Like that's like the bi- that that is the single most obvious red flag. Yeah, is you're you're, you're, you're selling claiming, people. Yeah, you're, you're claiming s- a coin is gonna make you rich. Yeah, there's nothing fundamentally like like altering about this. You're like you're 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 trying to sell ho- hopium again. This that's what scammers do, man. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it's as simple as that. Like to me, this this just feels like a scam. You know, like he's just asking for people to put their money into his wallet, and he's like guaranteeing them a return. When's the last time we've seen this? This is like BitConnect in a yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You're just promising people like you know great shit without like delivering anything. And it's, it's the crazy thing is people are gonna believe it and they're gonna buy into it. And if this guy is you know, yeah, malicious. He's gonna fuck over a lot of people. Absolutely. If this thing's legit, which we don't know, because we yeah, we literally just spent like five minutes looking at this. <laughs> yeah. We just, you know. Yeah, I mean, if this is legit, well, we'd like to be uh, wrong on this. I mean, yeah. Someone, if anybody is like, if, if anyone's uh watches this and they know like if they're like a Richard Hart fan or boy or something like that. Yeah, you want to correct us on something? Or do like, it. like at, at, at Richard Harvey, like, hey, check out these fuck boys, like, talking <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you should go at their podcast and, like, you know, set them straight. Yeah. Some shit like that. Yeah, dude. we're Challenge we're, us, bro. We're open-minded. <laughs> we don't want to uh, shut anything off because, shit, if yeah. this could make us rich, why not yeah, participate? Maybe, right? maybe he's, yeah, maybe he's just really trying to help us out. Yeah, maybe he is. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's like genuinely wants us all to become rich, right? Like, what a nice guy. Yeah, absolutely. He's got all our best interests at heart. Yeah. Right? Of course. We want to help those guys out, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's how the world works. Yeah. Like, fuck, so, a- anyways, I brought this up because I-, I kept seeing this on my Twitter feed. Yeah. And, like, people are starting to talk about it. And we saw this, like, several... And I guess it's relevant because 
17 hours, dude. Yeah. And I'm sure that's why they're talking about it because I'm sure it's getting a lot of traction on Twitter in terms of people like opting into this. How long is this video right here? This is Pump of Mentals. It's <laughs> 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 got good marketing, oh, yeah, you that's for sure. You see, I, I started watching this already. Oh, okay. Savings count. But it's 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 uh 18 minutes long. So we can't yeah, we're not going to watch that. Yeah. But but yeah, you're right. It's called Pumpamentals. Dude, fucking marketing, bro. What actually makes the price go up? Improved Bitcoin, the secret pumpers don't tell. (sighs) Well, I mean, what do you expect, right? This is the, but this is like not shit that, like, this doesn't, like, when I first heard about it, this is like the inverse reaction I had when I first hearing about Decentraland. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) It's like, it made me like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, this like made me feel like shit. Crypto. Is still like far away from where it needs to be, you know. As far as like, if if this shit is still going on and like it's okay, dude, like the mainstream needs to stay far away from this, because like they're not gonna understand this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's probably what he's going for, you know. I wouldn't be surprised, like everyone watching this, like you're gonna be watching crypto videos in the future, and like this guy's commercial is gonna pop up. (laughs) <laughs> like no, in the middle sure. of your fucking video for sure it's like have you heard about the hex token yeah you know you get 300 percent return yeah it's like by now yeah man yeah we got we got to be careful we got to call it out if we see shenanigans yeah i guess th- what we're saying here is like this this hex token is like on our official like red alert yeah for sure <laughs> like if you're gonna even touch this like you do your like extreme due diligence do like some hardcore research that we haven't done yet ourselves but yeah do it please before yeah, you yeah. put any money into this anytime you're thinking about moving money you gotta do 10 times as much research because there's so many scammers out there yeah. and a lot of them are extremely convincing and they yeah. have like the charisma exactly and you just gotta be careful yeah he like he put on like a nice suit he's probably like he's probably has a british accent he's making presentations <laughs> people are listening to him yeah, dude, he sounds like a smart guy, and he's got, like, a history of, uh, you know, dot-com experience. That's right, that's right. So, like, he comes off, like, a million bucks, right? Like This guy knows what he's doing. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. Just use a little common sense out there, fellas and gals. So, yeah, that that was it. I mean, uh... We oh, yeah, and there's Bitcoin. <laughs> you think it's going oh, down. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, so that's another thing. So, it, uh, it came back up a little bit to almost $8,000. Yeah, but not much volume. The general trend is on its way down, and and I think it's going to go down to where it has a lot of support near five thousand dollars. That's my opinion. I could be totally wrong. You said five thousand. Yeah, just because I see a lot of support here at five thousand. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Oof, that's and, uh, that's weird, man. And and look at this. So at one point, a couple of days ago, I went to sixty five hundred dollars. There was no support there, so it just came back up because it's it's a pretty good price. Oh, for over the last six months, $6,500 is a really good price. <laughs> yeah, to me, this looks like clear as day, like another accumulation phase. Yeah. That's exactly what Mike Novogratz said was going to happen. Like After it did that parabolic run-up, he's like, boys and girls, it's like we're going to have a f- uh, accumulation phase 2.0 before the happening. That's, that's right. That's what's happening here. That's right. So accumulate your bits, you know. This is not financial advice, but it kind of yeah. is. Sats. <laughs> as they say in Twitter land, oh, yeah, sats. stack sats. Hell yeah. Stack them sats, boys and girls. So that's what we'll be doing. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, make sure you join our Discord and comment. Let us know what you want us to talk about. <sighs> we got, man, 
I think we wanted to talk about a lot more this time, but there's so much shit to talk about, man. We just talked about Decentraland for most of this episode, but we're, yeah, we're, just because we're, we're having like internal debates, like what the fuck, yeah, like, <laughs> like you know what I mean, like because uh, we want to talk about a lot of things, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, for sure. We have a lot of we 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 do have a lot of plans. Like we're gonna test out a couple of things on on this podcast, and uh, we want to actually execute on them before we even talk about them. So yeah, we're, I mean, ultimately our goal is to, like reach as many listener potential as you know that we can yeah and so the goal is like we need to provide something of value to a large amount of people absolutely to like want to listen to us over at first we thought you know we we, we got some good kicks from here and there like <laughs> you know there's some somewhat funny moments in our podcast and our show but then we're yeah. thinking like man maybe we really should crack down and like yeah, yeah, we're getting feedback on like the informational pieces that we yeah. do, where we make the discoveries for like the, the the listener or the viewer. Yeah, those have a lot of value, as well as the uh, interviews that we do. Mm-hmm. They they like they tend to like that a lot too. Well, it usually goes like like we discover something and then we start digging deeper into it, and then somehow we find these people to interview. Yeah, that's right. That's related to like our. Digging. Our natural interest. Yeah, like our first three interviews were like Decentraland related people because that was like our big discovery. Yeah. Where we really need to find some DeFi people because like we're really getting into DeFi. Yeah, for sure. And like, I mean, it's 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 a really simple thing, but it might be hard to understand for some people. Yeah, for you sure. You know what I mean? For sure. Like just DAOs and shit, how they operate, that's hard to explain. Yeah, and, and you know, the legitimate question is where does the interest for a die come from? And and that's a that's a technical question. Yeah, that's like a that's part of the DAO, right? Like that's part of the DAO. Yeah, that's yeah. part of the 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 maker fee, and then that's part of the the fees that. Um, but some of these that the loaners get. Yeah, but some of these lending platforms aren't DAOs. They're like actual custodial. They're all, they're custodial. Yeah, they're actually yeah. loaning it on behalf of uh, of you. Yeah, which is which is dangerous in many ways, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They can get hacked. Your die is lost. For sure, and if they're not insured, that it that impacts you directly. See, that's very important to like. Yeah, you just brought up insured, and then like someone listening, like, what? What do you mean it's yeah. insured? Yeah, yeah. There's people doing that. <laughs> just yeah. like fucking crypto it, insurance. Binance, now. Coinbase is doing it. I yeah, mean, a lot of these companies are taking advantage of this DeFi, which which is smart. I mean, you get way better returns than any bank account in the world. True, right? Like, You're getting better returns than a CD. That you have to stake your fiat currency for five years. Yeah, that's like boomer fucking financial yeah. life, <laughs> lifestyle. Like, you know, they used to, like, everyone advised, like, just put your money in the bank. In a know? CD, yeah. Like, how fucking lame, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it was funny. Uh, one of the later episodes in Silicon Valley, they were they were being offered, you know, a billion dollars for Pied Piper. And so a lot of the, the founders yeah. of the company, they were doing their, their quick engineering math on how much how much money they would take home because they own a percentage of the company. Mm-hmm. And so automatically they, they took their percentage. It was like a hundred million dollars into a 2% interest uh, loan and, or 2% interest, uh, you know, account. And then you know, they're equaling like so many millions per month on a, on a, you know, a passive income. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but if they were thinking about it from the crypto standpoint, they could be earning five to 10% interest on that. Oh Yeah. If they use like a crypto lending platform, yeah. is what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now we'll, we got we got to break that down, hundred percent. Yeah. Like, and then if this thing t- if this thing is a success, which it sounds like it is, there's like I think there's already like billions of dollars locked into it. I would into say the DeFi ecosystem billions, but I would say several 
millions. I, I read somewhere like at least a billion, but then like somebody was like, "Where's your maybe source?" Collectively, for- maybe collectively, yeah, yeah, collectively, yeah. Even if it's not a billion, if say half a billion, that's still a that's, that's a, yeah, that's a, and that was a new development of 2018. Yeah, so we're this not is even, pretty recent shit. Yeah, it's it's barely 2018. It's like the end of 2018. Yeah, I mean, and a lot of people are speculating like this is going to be the driving force for like the next bull run. Yeah, but Chico Crypto is a big one on that. It it's yeah. it made sense at the time just because there was actual technological development here, but it from yeah, a speculation standpoint it seems. Seems unlikely. There's literally nothing to speculate on. Yeah, you know, this, the the as far yeah, you there's no investment vehicle. Yeah, that is you know that we can benefit from a successful DeFi project other than MakerDAO, I guess. But even then, it has its limitations because it has to pay for some of the interest being gained. Yeah, right. So there's a give and take there. But like, but the difference, yeah, like, I think I've already said this is like in the 2017 ICO bull run. It's like. Every ICO had a different, you know, mission statement. Like nobody, there were a lot of copycats, but everything was, you know, somebody was making like an, an IOT blockchain. Somebody yeah. was making a, a general purpose blockchain. Somebody was making like another Ethereum platform. Yeah. Somebody was making uh, a supply chain logistics thing. You know, there's just so many ideas out there. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was insane. It was like an explosion of ideas. Yeah. And that's what created like the speculation bubble. It's like all of a sudden, like, dude, it's like blockchain everything, blockchain yeah. water. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't think you could do that with DeFi because it's, it's literally like, you know. Yeah. I also have to push back a little bit on the, on the idea that it, it was a contributor to Bitcoin's price and everybody's price going up, but it's, there's a chance. There's a, just a, a reasonably sized chance that the price of Bitcoin went up would have gone up regardless of the ICO boom. Well, then just because of its cadence and its uh, well, it went up it's on its own in 2013. There was no, there were no altcoins. Yeah, exactly. Back then. There you go. It was just Bitcoin, but it went up because of Mount Gox, right? Pretty much. Uh, like all of a sudden, there was an exchange that made like trading this Bitcoin thing viable and like true. It had a good UI. Yeah, you know, it was like the first but time it got hacked in 2013, though. Well, that's why it fucking dumped. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just like there was a reason. Like that was the bubble. It caused the bubble. I think Mount Gox. Yeah, that's it, true. It it gave the tool, but but for again, to start speculating. I mean, if you look at the like the happening non really non linear oh, yeah. regression curve, yeah, like all this stuff would have, according to that chart, would have happened anyways. Well, is there a chance it was just coincidental? Hey, like, hey, there's 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 a real chance that it was coincidental. Because there's real. only been three. It literally could just been like a coincidence of like a time. I don't yeah, know. yeah. It's that's why this. But, this but think about is it. So important, dude. Yeah, that's so, so true. This is going to confirm <laughs> all the theories. <laughs> yeah, and, and, if, and if, here's yeah. here's the risk that we're taking here is that we're predicting a certain time frame where Bitcoin is going to go up to a hundred thousand dollars, but yeah. I really feel like there's going to be a huge delay. Where that time is gonna hit, and we all expected 100k, and it's not there. Yeah, it's gonna be like 17,000. I don't know. And then all of a sudden, it just shoots up. Because literally, all we're doing, we're just looking at the chart from the last 10 years. We have 10 years of data on this motherfucker. Yeah. And like the dude, based on that 10 years of data, it's so fucking predictable what's coming ahead. Yeah. (laughs) But then that makes me question it. Like it can't be this obvious. You know what I mean? See, like. I think I think it is just because yeah, of yeah, just the like the, the, not 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 the happening, but like the technical um, attributes of Bitcoin. Like the technical attributes is like it's scarce. It, there's there's a 
the 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 rate of Bitcoin being entered in the, into the yeah, economy is halved every four well, years. Yeah, like all that, that stuff. Yeah. Just like the technical attributes require the price of Bitcoin to continuously go up. Yeah. Yeah. See, the reason why gold doesn't have like if you go back and look at the history of gold and its valuation, dude, it's like it's like it has like the most ridiculous like spikes and like dead phases and a yeah. lot of it's driven by like wars and shit of the past and stuff yeah. like that. So there was a lot of macroeconomic factors even today. It's like pretty much what drives the price. But those same rules don't apply to Bitcoin. Literally the only thing that applies is the halving. That's right. That's it. Everything else is just speculation. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because it's not like countries depend on this shit for like to function, you know? But shit, but all throughout history, gold was like that thing. Yeah, you know what I mean, man. I'm, I'm t- <laughs> see, I can. Uh, I'm telling you, in the future, like we're gonna get to a point where countries are depending on Bitcoin more than gold. All right, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I kind of, I believe you, man. But it's gonna take a long time. Yeah, it's gonna take time. a little while. Uh, but I mean, the, the polls are already there. Like the, you know, people like us, we prefer. It's just like this digital stuff to like physical stuff. A lot of people don't even know you could buy physical gold. You didn't even know that. You're like, what? Yeah, you yeah. Got gold? I, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, what are you gonna do with like physical gold? I rather, I rather own like a share of gold that somebody else protects. Yeah, but then you don't own it. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's, yeah. It's like custodial service. That's right. Exactly. That's true. You want your shit, dog? <laughs> but yeah, we're we're an internet generation, man. We don't care. No, no, no. We but like we it. do care because well, we, we don't like custodial services, right? Because well, we want our money to be safe, and that's the whole purpose behind yeah blockchain. But like, we don't care. Like we do, we carry around plastic cards with us, and we just swipe them. Like we don't give a shit. Well, because the whole infrastructure is exactly s- is centralized. It's like we had no option, right? Well, well, what I'm saying is like we don't care like how, how our spending and our purchasing power like derives from. Like we don't think about that. Like you know. Well, no, no, that's true. I don't know what I'm saying. I think we're going on too long. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had one other point. Uh, yeah, go, yeah, I, yeah. I can't. I can't think of it now. But it was about Bitcoin. I think it was about Bitcoin. It was essentially that like Bitcoin cool, gold not cool, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Uh, no, I, I think I, I just want to reiterate my my prediction on on Bitcoin's price and the hundred K and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I think this time it's, there's going to be a huge delay to that price. And uh, what, what do we mean by huge? Like huge, like several month delay. Like if we go, let me see if I can find that. Um, a non-linear regression chart? Yeah, because I had, I think I, <laughs> I I retweeted it here. Yeah, here we go. So if we go back to this chart, this non-linear regression curve. So this is a stock to flow model and, and it's superimposed over the actual price of Bitcoin mm-hmm. uh, throughout the history. Yeah. And um, if you look at, the happening point, which is going to be mid-2020, May 2020, is right here, right? And the stock-to-flow model indicates that the minimum price, the the average price of Bitcoin after the the halving is going to be roughly 70 to 80K, right? So that's what that's what it's predicting. Now, if you go back to you the said previous... Leading, leading up to the happening? Yeah. Like, so when the happening occurs, it'll be around 70, 80K. Well, so, but but take a look at what's happening here, like yeah, in the yeah, past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's you go usually, look at the yeah. actual happening in 2016, like mm-hmm. when it goes from blue to red, which is blue zero months, red is 40 months from the happening. So this is the actual happening point. It's... So why is it, yeah, why does it have having pointed over there? Well, well... Okay, never mind. Yeah, I'm... I'm it, it's about the same. It's okay. about the same gotcha. area. Um... <laughs> As you can see, like the average price is gonna be seven, six to eight thousand dollars, right? 
But of course, because of Bitcoin, like there's, you know, the, the stock to flow model is not going to be a hundred percent accurate, but as you can see, it roughly settles around that price. So this, you can pretty much assume that it's going to do a very similar thing that it's going to go up to a hundred thousand. And so let's assume again, according to history that the hundred thousand dollar point is going to be at the end of 20 or mid 2021 and mid 2021 say for example i what i'm saying is it's not actually going to be mid 2021 it's going to be like the start of 2022 and and because yeah. because people are anticipating that yeah and and there's why just, would that gonna be why would that cause a delay though if they're anticipating wouldn't it come sooner no because people because people have already loaded up over here because they're expecting that it's going to be 100k at that point dude that's what we're doing right now like we're literally you know, see, but what I'm saying is our expected target date for 100K is just not going to it's not going to be there just because everyone's expecting it to be that same, ex, yeah, you know, target would, date. It would ruin this whole chart, though. No, <laughs> it, it, it would ruin it. But ultimately, but it's going to settle. It's, gonna, it's, it's still going to settle at 70 yeah, to 80 thousand dollars. Even if it like takes a few months longer. Yeah. Like the, the cadence is still there. Yeah. Like everything's still intact, essentially. Like yeah. all our theory crafting from today is is proven correct yeah it's just the we, only thing we, like we don't know what date it's actually gonna hit yeah but that's irrelevant if if, yeah. we're, if we're if we're speculating that that's for sure like it's gonna follow the same rhythm you should be buying right now and that's like, right you just hodl and that's so, right you know but see that's that's like <laughs> that's from, if if we're really taking this to like an actual strategy we have to have that target if once it hits 100k like we we are hitting the sell button as soon as it hits 100k <laughs> yeah i'm not mad at that yeah, cause cause maybe it doesn't even get to hundred k. Maybe like the the top end price is like eighty eight thousand. I mean, you just can't know this stuff. But you kind of can though, if you, you know, like we've extrapolated before. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, like you're saying that you're expecting it to go to really two hundred k, just because. Yeah, see, like previously you're doing the same thing right now that like people in twenty seventeen said, like, there's no way it's getting past ten thousand. No, you, I, you got that one and zero shit in your head. Like hundred k is it. But what I'm saying, like, if you're going to cash out at 200000 everybody else is cashing out. No, dude, just the whales. <laughs> just, the <laughs> just the guys who know this, man. Just the guys, like, like what I'm telling you. I, is like, I have to assume that there's a lot more savvy people this time, this round, than there was last round. No, dude, see, what happens is people, they're savvy and smart, and, like, they, it's like they, they have rationality. But whenever, like, the bull shit takes out the parabolic yeah. phase... That rational. All that goes out the window, <laughs> dude. And all of a sudden, everyone just turns greedy. Yeah. And like over euphoric. So, so you're saying, here comes stuff. a million, right? You're saying everybody on Twitter is like, oh, millions imminent. Dude, it, yes, exactly. It's going to be exactly like that. Like, no, this train's not stopping, bitches. <laughs> like, nothing could bring Bitcoin down. That's exactly what they were saying in 2017. Uh, everyone that's, that's bought That's such into a it, sell signal, man. It is. I fucking <laughs> sold. I was, I was one of the lucky few, dude. I yeah. sold. I called the top, man. Like, I... <laughs> I, I can prove it, man. I called the top, man. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like I, I saw so many sell signals, and I was anticipating. I was waiting for. It. I was like, dude, like that was my whole strategy. Like I'm gonna sell this bitch once the bubble's about to pop. Yeah. And I'm gonna rebuy at the bottom. Yeah. But like, I remember you were texting me. I was like, dude, this is a bubble. Yeah. And see, and, what, yeah. when I was what I was reading was cryptocurrency is a bubble. I was like, no, dude, it is not a bubble. This no, is Bitcoin. Like, no, I know, I know. Yeah. But I remember you sending me those text messages, and I was thinking, mm -hmm. I thought you were talking about. The whole crypto like, like their technology, yeah, yeah. like no. was a was a bubble. I was like, dude, no, that's not a bubble. No, like you were talking about the actual price. 
Just like the dot-com yeah. bubble. Yeah, for sure. You know, like you were a genius if you sold at the top of the dot-com bubble and then you bought Amazon like at the bottom. Now you're yeah. probably like, yeah, yeah. Fucking just <laughs> chilling, dude. You know what yeah. I mean? And that was my strategy, but like I got fucked on the way down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. What I mean, <laughs> trying to like buy the bottom, dude. I just kept on losing and losing and losing. Right. Like that's the thing. I didn't. I I could call the top, but dude, calling that bottom is like way more difficult. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? But uh. Yeah, but but look at this. When it was at three thousand dollars, that was below the stock to flow model. Yeah. See, like, I, I I wasn't looking at no stock to flow model, dude. <laughs> I didn't fucking know this existed. You know what I mean? Now this this thing is like be- we got beautiful data now. Yeah, we you know? do. It it there's a lot of blood spilt for this data. <laughs> <laughs> but it's there now. And that's what I'm saying, man. Like this happening is is the critical one. Yeah, and that's what that's what I'm saying. Like during that ICO, like I'm sure that really contributed to the price. Oh, hundred percent. But I feel like it was gonna it was gonna follow this like this this cadence anyways. That's so what you're I'm saying, saying, okay, if like nothing new develops between now and the 2021. Yeah, yeah. If nothing new. Like money's just going to funnel into the market and all these shit coins is going to like Absolutely. 100x in value. No, so? Maybe not shit coins, just Bitcoin. Like, no, no, all, no. Hell no. Bitcoin's not going to go up just by itself and leave oh, shit coins behind. Well, no, that's what, okay. Agreed. Yeah. No, absolutely. But what I'm, what, I'm only talking about the price of Bitcoin. If nothing new is developed, my position is Bitcoin's going to go up regardless of any developments. That's, that would be crazy. Well, because think about it. Bitcoin is supporting a mining infrastructure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And those guys have to pay bills. Yeah. And all of a sudden, on, on the next day of the happening, they're earning half as many Bitcoins as they were before. So price has to adjust. There's going to be a delay, of course, because these miners are not dumb. They have a reserve of Bitcoins that they can sell mm. to pay the bills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hmm. it, it has to adjust. Yeah, but I'm just thinking about the rest of the market. Like, okay... The prices adjust for the miners' sake, and then and, this and we've this we've seen before. Like when Bitcoin when it when it hit twenty thousand dollars in December, a few days later there was all time highs for all the shit coins. Oh yeah, as yeah. while Bitcoin was on its way down, yeah, there was all time highs for Ethereum and and yeah because and everything else. All of a sudden, everyone was like Bitcoin rich, and then they, and then they Bitcoin. sold and they bought you know other coins, and those other coins went up. And the train kept going because it's funny when you look at <laughs> when you look at the all time high of Bitcoin, it's on it's in December. All time highs of all the other coins, they're in January. You know what? Probably will actually blow up. You know, like the Bitcoin price probably will go up organically, like as it has in the past, as it has in the past. And but maybe people won't dump their money into shit coins like we did in 2017. It's, it's possible. It'll probably go all into these lending platforms to get like these oh, yeah. bomb ass interest rates. You yeah, know what I mean? that's true. It's safer. And pe- maybe people will, like, speculate, like, holy shit. Because uh, people did that to escape from the, you know, the dump of Bitcoin. Yeah. They, because they knew. It's like a cycle. Like, we freaking adapted. I don't yeah. know. We, like, acclimated to the, the rhythm of the market. And then we knew, like, once Bitcoin's going down, alts go up. It was, like, fucking it alternated. Yeah. Uh, exactly right. Exactly. You know? And But now I think we're wiser. I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe yeah. not. No, but, I I think you're right. I think there is going to be very little of the crypto earnings going into fiat. It's all going to be fuck no, dude. Nobody wants to pay taxes. Yeah, yeah. Me? It's all going to be Dai and yeah and USD coin. Yeah, whatever the dude. Who, there's probably going to be like a hundred new ones by then. You know what I mean? Yeah. And who knows what they'll think of next as far as like DeFi? But yeah. What I'm saying is like all that. All of a sudden, this new value in the market. They're gonna take it out of Bitcoin before this bubble pops. Mm-hmm. 
put it into compound, put it into that's right. Just the DeFi infrastructure, you know, because yeah. it's 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 safe or it's decentralized, centralized. Hopefully, shit. Yeah, <laughs> to be determined. You know, well, it, it, it is, is. De- it is decentralized. The only thing you have to worry about is like errors in the smart contract, which exactly. it's all been verified before. So, yeah, it's it's really it's relatively safe. Yeah, but yeah, that sounds that sounds plausible to me. Yeah, what doesn't sound plausible to me is like Bitcoin's gonna go up organically, like it has in the past, and then everyone's gonna repeat exactly what 2017 did. We're just gonna invest in these sh- proven shit coins, like everybody knows this shit's trash. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. They're just gonna do it all over again. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's gonna happen like that. I don't think so either. I, I think there's and gonna be all a select sudden, few of crypt of yeah alternate altcoins, and then all of a sudden, like all of a sudden, ICOs are gonna come out the woodwork or IEOs, whatever the fuck. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because early on in the year we were speculating that IEOs were gonna be like the next big thing. Yeah, it turned out most of them were just like yeah artificial, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. It's like Binance driven, like shit. Dumpster, too. and then technological developments in DeFi, which it's it's hard to speculate on on all that. So but that's our job here on the Block Runner, boys and girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got to figure out, like, you know, what's the next step? What's the next move? Yes. So join our Discord. Make sure you uh, find us on Twitter too. Hell yeah. YouTube, all that stuff. Yeah. All right. So until next time. Yep. We'll be uh, we'll be right back. Happy belated Thanksgiving. Yeah, happy totally Thanksgiving. Did, totally didn't mention that last time. Yeah, we, we were up on that. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, it was only a few days ago. So. Yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll be back in a week. Thanks, guys. All right, peace. Thank you for listening to the Block Runner podcast. Make sure you visit our website, theblockrunner.com, and sign up to stay up to date on the latest in crypto. Also, reach out to us on Twitter at theblockrunner.